right. <laughs> How you doing? We're, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say they tried to kill us, but it was just us. Yeah, just us. We killed ourselves. Taking for a very deliberate a month, break. A month or so. A month and a half at least. Yeah, almost two. So what happened? Why'd we stop? Ourselves. Um, mm. This is Carter. And this is James. And this is Heard Him Say. Welcome to episode 20 of Heard Him Say Season 2, also known as the finale for Season 2. If you listened to our last episode, which was many moons ago, many lifetimes ago, thank you. Um, But we're back to talk about all the things that we have strategically avoided talking about for the last two-ish months. Obviously, we're talking about uh, Kanye West and everything that has unfolded in the last two months that we have uh skipped and pirouetted over but we're yep. here to address it today sort of the bread and butter of this podcast mm-hmm. and what a better our way. biggest challenge yet yeah and what a better way if we get this all wrong the great thing is that it's our finale and if this is how the show goes out this is how the show goes out mm-hmm. but um <laughs> let's uh let's dive into it we don't Mm. that's a well we don't really have a plan no we okay we've been we've been very deliberate y'all been listening to this for too long to know yeah (laughs) uh but for the last month and a half we two months really we just recorded an episode about other things since then um the two of us have been back and forth on what the right way to go about this is when is the right time to have an opinion publicly when is the wrong time what what has to happen for an opinion to be fully realized fleshed out, fleshed mm-hmm. out. and then yeah and then the appropriate time to, to start to unpack some of those so here we are it was sort of a deliberately i don't know and anti live take type thing which is which is sort of paradoxical to how the show goes because we're we're always trying to stay up to date and release <clears throat> ideas as they come and talk about music kind of as it's coming and things like that mm-hmm. and social situations we've done that for two seasons now mm-hmm. and this was a time when we were like well really want to know the whole picture here before commenting on it gotta hear both sides yes so that was not an accident no um it's very intentional still in some way related to a continuation of somewhat of a social media hiatus i know you're on to an extent i'm about to get back off i am not (laughs) and haven't been for a minute uh so this is kind of just the same vibes audio wise but here we are it's been the whole cycle we have been yeah we've this has been another kanye release and this podcast has heard us through a kanye release to know how this goes so here we are we got Two albums. We got three albums. Two. Right. Three that he's involved with. Mm-hmm. Kanye West, earlier this year, made it clear to the public he is on a seven-track 
album Rampage. He is producing and involved with, I believe it's five different albums, all of which will be seven tracks long. The first that came was Daytona by Pusha T. The project we presume was originally known as King Push mm-hmm. and was chopped up, screwed, modified, produced by Kanye West and delivered three, almost four weeks ago at this point. Yeah. May 25th, I believe. Daytona, Pusha T. One Kanye feature, seven Kanye beats, really just flames, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Then a week after that, we got Ye. Kanye's eighth studio solo album Mm -hmm. that we did not know the name of until the live stream. Yeah. Uh, Live stream happened in Wyoming in the mountains of Wyoming. Is all of Wyoming mountains? One would assume. In Jackson Hole, Wyoming, Mm -hmm. where there are mountains. Kind of a giant celebrity bonfire and a live stream process. Sort of like... Reminiscent of the Madison, Madison Square, Square Garden release party, small, Yeezy Season Three scale. slash T-Lop, but in the mountains of yeah. Wyoming and small oh. scale. Um, we got Yay, a seven-track solo album mm-hmm. that has a yes, a very current reflection of Kanye West in his headspace. Mm-hmm. Then a week after that, which was last Friday, now. June 7th. Yeah. Kanye's was June 1st. So June 8th mm-hmm. was Kanye and Kid Cudi's long anticipated collaborative effort, Kids See Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Another seven track project, joint album. Kanye's still involved with the production of all seven tracks. Cudi on all of them very heavily. Mm hmm. Um, the runtime of all three of these albums has been around 25 minutes, give yeah, or take. less than 30. All less than 30, which is a big deal. We've got, coming up now, Midnight Tonight slash Tomorrow, whenever you're hearing this, we'll have Nas, another solo album, first in a long time. Nazir. Yep, called Nazir, seven tracks, produced by Kanye. And then we'll have Tiana Taylor a week Next from week. now, yeah. another seven track project. So, we're three albums into this blitz of mm-hmm. album releases but our conversation is mostly going to be kanye centric and mm-hmm. mostly be around yay and kids see ghosts mm-hmm. exactly so what happened before yay why'd we shut up why'd we hop offline um God. kanye said kanye got himself into some shit mm-hmm. as kanye tends to do online Mm-hmm. and so, in real life yeah but it started on mine the funny thing about this is that on before, twitter specifically yeah before all this whole cycle like when we knew kanye was recording wyoming months ago it seems like ages ago we knew that he was in wyoming recording and you and i i don't know if we said this on the podcast we, we definitely talked about wyoming in the podcast no but we didn't say the whole like i want kanye to piss people off again thing Okay, yeah, That's we probably didn't say that. We had that whole moment, like, we want Kanye to go full Yeezus and, like, piss people off and, like, throw people off. And we got that exactly served <laughs> on a platter. And I think the first, I'm pretty sure the first thing that he did, because when he first came back, it was, like, a big deal. And he was just tweeting, like, fortune cookie stuff. Like, 
wake up in the morning and wash your face and look to the east and you'll see the sun and like that kind of stuff and it was people like oh so fun and then he tweeted about candace owens and like that was the first like (laughs) break pump where it was like okay let's calm let's (laughs) chill out um who i think candace owens was in wyoming for the record of naturally everyone was in wyoming yeah um so he did that and then and then it just really went to shit like he so we knew that he went to Trump Tower last year. Directly from the mental That hospital. wasn't even last year. Was that last year? It was. It was when they canceled the tour. Uh that was two years ago, my man. Almost. It was like a year and a half. That was two thousand sixteen. We saw the Jesus tour on September twelfth in Atlanta. So this was like uh, this was like two months after that. Yeah, so close to two years. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, so so this no, then that must have been like January, February, because that was after he disappeared. Because remember, he canceled the tour. This must have been top of the year when okay. he showed up at Trump Tower, because that was after the man got elected. Yeah. So it you're had right, to be after right. November. He was in office. It's like January, and Kanye pops up at Trump Tower looking uh, <laughs> ghostly. <laughs> looking. That was that was, was when we were making fun episode. of Kanye for we did looking like for like a big episode. <laughs> the toys. That is like honestly one of. <laughs> If you can find that episode, that is one of the funniest bits that we've ever had on the show. Is where mm. we just railed on Kanye for looking. I mean, I guess it's not funny in retrospect. But um, <laughs> anyway, so he went to Trump Tower. So we knew that that was going on, but people kind of like shoved that. They're like, "Well, he wasn't well." And then he, after the Candace Owens thing, he started tweeting about uh, Dragon Energy, and <laughs> which we do. We have an explanation. Uh, I don't okay. think we ever will. Dragon Energy, my favorite energy beverage. Um, <laughs> he started tweeting about that, and then all the things that he likes about y'all's president. Um, and then he he was doing that. He popped up in the MAGA hat on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He was like tweeting all this stuff, and that was when I fully decided. So this is about the time we fully decided, you know what? Uh, there's a little more to that story. Yes, we did decide that. Mm-hmm. While this was happening, we had two distinct... Oh, God. Lucy's beer. We have to talk about it. There were two Lucy's, as in loose tracks. We say that a lot. I don't know if that's an actual yeah. common term. Two random loose tracks that weren't album singles, praise God above, that were, I mean, Lift Yourself. And Yay versus the People. And Yay versus the People. Lift Yourself came first by a couple days and was this delicious soul sample chop beat that Kanye hopped on and did a scoop to poop verse which yeah, was just a massive now. internet troll uh, has been referenced on both albums since then um that whole thing seems like when you wake up the next morning you're like that didn't really happen right right like you, both of those you, songs even yay versus the people like i'm like what, what and is then that? someone's got a snapchat screenshot and you're like yeah. well i guess i deal with this now yeah it's already in the group text so yeah, yay versus the people was like an actual rap song but it was him and T.I. Yes. Uh, going back and forth about why Kanye shouldn't wear MAGA hats. But Ye vs. the People was a very big part of us deciding to shut the hell up for a month. <laughs> yeah, that was because, that was like the nail in the coffin. Yes. Yeah, so Scoop to Poop came out and it was like, wow, this guy, is, he, I mean, there's obviously like a sense of, there's a playfulness going on. The whole yeah. song was about random sounds. Yeah. Uh, so like, this is in this very same week while his Twitter presence is falling off a cliff. <laughs> He shows up in a MAGA hat somewhere. I don't know. He called into Ebro, remember? 
Yes, that and week. He, he just said, like, he broke up. I love you. I love you. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Was like, so then he started so to get, he started to get, like, glimpses of, like, yeah. As a yay fan, you know what this looks like. Yes, exactly. So three weeks prior to this, we had, like, fortune cookie-ass tweets. Yeah. And then it quickly slipped into signs of... This man might be having a breakdown. Unrest, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is... Um, this is, yes. This is not good. So then we got... And I don't remember the exact order, but we started to get those signs. We got uh, Lift Yourself, which was just a giant troll, but which pointed towards, like I said earlier, playfulness, that yeah. there's a self-awareness going on of the ridiculousness. Yeah. Then we get Yay versus the People, which is a... Actual song. Pseudo-freestyle rap battle back and forth with T.I. in the studio. And he released a <laughs> video of them doing it, which was nice to see them going back and forth it didn't seem yeah. very manufactured it seemed surprisingly conversational but it's still the most random thing to ever happen extremely like was and he was just driving by the studio and was outside and waved him down <laughs> like what happened yo here? tip what you up to yeah. but like uh but not the yay <laughs> the weirdest part of it though was that kanye was addressing things that were happening extremely live yeah. And in a not manufactured way. So what that pointed to, to me and you, was is this entire rollout process manufactured to an extent? Mm. And back. without knowing the answer, it was enough for us to pump the brakes and be like, I've got no comment here until I just, it, just understand what the end of the sentence is. Yeah. Because once it started to feel like manufactured conversation points or designed conversation, mm-hmm. I personally wanted to not fall into a trap of a conversation that was meant for me to have and then later revealed something else. Yeah, premature. Exactly. So in efforts to stay out of that, we shut the hell up. We talked about it to nobody except each other uh, inside this house, frankly, (laughs) and occasionally a text. Uh, Despite several thank you for everyone who texted us saying, have you heard Kanye's new songs? Yes, we did. We heard them. I heard. Let me just go on, <laughs> go on record and saying, if you think I, just, I, just, I really want to clear the air, as Pio, as my president Pio said, make everyone claro. If you think that something Kanye related <laughs> happens that we don't hear about, I, that doesn't happen. Like we don't need you guys to alert us. Honestly, we owe them a thank you though for for thinking we might be so. We might have anything better to be doing. We have other sources. (laughs) Shout out Reddit. If you think that something's happening that we don't know about in that realm, um, it's not true. No, we do. See also Frank Ocean. uh, Like, we know. Yes, we got it. Please don't do that anymore. If you've heard no comment, it was probably a deliberate choice. Yeah. Um, So anyway, that all happened. We shut the hell up for a while. Then Charlemagne happened right after. Then about a week after that, we get an hour long very cinematic interview sit down with Charlemagne the God and Kanye going back and forth about the current state of Yeezy as a brand, the current state of Kanye and his mental checkpoints. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a walkthrough in the mountains of the property he owns in Calabasas. We got some look towards the future. It was all pretty inspiring. It was a very well-composed interview. But in the wake of what was happening, it was a little bit bizarre. Well, the thing was, I remember because that happened and it was like, for me, and I think you would, I think as we talked about it, it was like a sigh of relief. It was like, okay, yeah, I think this is going, like Kanye's explained, and Charlemagne the whole time when all that stuff was going on the week prior was like, well, 
y'all gotta wait for the interview to drop. Yada, yada, yada. And the interview dropped, and he explained, yep. air quotes, explained the Trump stuff, explained where he was coming from. And we were like, okay, well, we get it. Maybe this is the stand in me, but I was like, I, I get it. Not a few days later, he what, popped get, his ass up hours at on TMZ. That? Yep. Like that week. Yep. It must have been like the day or the two days after. Honestly, I think it was the day of. Shows I think up, we got, oh, think we got Charlemagne right. at 10 a.m. Yeah. and TMZ at 1 p.m. Which, on record, I have not, I still have not watched the TMZ interview. And I have. But he showed up at TMZ. It's like when your friend watches like a, a <laughs> beheading YouTube video. Yeah, and I was like, come on, man, don't show me that. <laughs> and he showed up at TMZ uh, yelling about liposuction and freestyling and telling people that slavery was a choice. And I just saw all the bits, and I was like, you know what? I and that was when my phone was really going off. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to talk about this because at that point, I was like, well, this man is seriously off not, the rails. Not well. Like it's it's very apparent. He did that, and then he kind of just disappeared. Yep. Like that was to like Wyoming peak. to finish the albums. Yeah, that was like peak, like bullshit. Like Kanye, like exploded, and everyone was pissed off. The man in the TMZ offices cursed him out. And then he flew off to Wyoming and like fell off the grid for a while. Yeah. And then told us the dates for the album. I guess he told us that before. Yeah, we knew the dates. But we knew he had to meet those dates now. Yeah, so he was like, oh, I should stop upsetting people and work on this album. And we set a deadline, we should say, when once we figured out we were going to not talk about this for a while publicly, we knew the album was coming June 1st and we knew Cuddy's album was coming June 8th. So we said June 15th, we'll try to have our thoughts together. Here we are. And here we are, working our hardest. Um, I want to talk about two things before we continue. Yeah. And I just forgot the second one, so that's a good start. Start with number one. One of them is the pendulum effect of Kanye West. And I'm not going to go into the whole conversation, but the general theme is that his albums and his music go from... Public appeal, and we love Kanye, which is the life of Pablo, to Kanye's a demon. Yes, and there's usually... There's two levels to that. Usually it's uh, public appeal good, uh, and then bad, Kanye's terrible. And then musically, there's maximalism and minimalism. But yeah. generally, Kanye's career is reflected as a pendulum, and each album points one direction to the next. Not only albums, but eras of Kanye. Yep. We talked about it quite a bit, I think, in one of the episodes of our bonus pod with... Uh... Oh, one of the rankings? Yeah, I think we did a little bit. I probably did. Probably. Anyway, um... So by that logic, the life of Pablo was both maximalistic and general appeal. People like Yeezys, Kanye's great, floating stage, sellout tour. Then this ticks towards, (laughs) when we saw it, minimalism and negative appeal, which is what we talked about a few months ago, saying, I'm ready for spicy-ass Kanye. I'm ready for everyone and their brother to not love Kanye. I'm ready for it to be a little bit of a hot take to be a Kanye stan. We were given that full-fledged. Um, in a challenging way. Yeah. I don't remember the second thing I was gonna say. It doesn't matter. I guess we just keep going. So where are we at now? So what happened in our timeline? And the timeline is super important because the timeline starts to point towards what may and may not have been considered, and what may have been controlled chaos. Oh, I remember my second thing. Kanye in recent months has been obsessed with streaming. 
the idea of streaming music, but more specifically the idea of streaming ideas. And I think we talked about that a little bit when we highlighted his interview with the furniture guy, whose name I don't remember. Yeah. It was hard to oh, say. We talked, oh, yeah. Ooh, I forgot we talked about that. We did. It was a really great episode, I think. We, this was before this controversy. Yeah, we were so excited. Yes, we were so happy to have our boy back. Yeah. But to go back to that, Kanye has been obsessed recently with the idea of streaming. That can be reflected in music, but more importantly, with ideas and yeah. consciousness. And his Twitter presence reflected that, and all of it did. And it seemed to me like there were... T- I think there's a calendar somewhere that... Nick Cage will have to dust off and steal, but there's a there's a time frame of, okay, today I'm gonna release this Charlemagne interview, and later in the same day I'm gonna actually wreak havoc in the live stream of TMZ. I'm not saying that what he said was planned out. I think he let that come off the dome, but I think yeah. it was a designed chaos point. Yeah. And I think if you take the scale of this release in the last month and a half and look at the pendulum metaphor, you can start to see it on a micro scale that we had good and then we had extremely hard to deal with in a very, very small scale, Yeah. even within this one release, which you kind of heard sonically on The Life of Pablo, that it would go back from a more nostalgic Kanye sample-based beat to something more reflective of Yeezus in two tracks back-to-back on T-Lop. So it seems like Kanye, late in his career and recently, has been really exploring taking all the different sounds and successes and condensing them as much as possible. Anyway, I just see a small connection between that and this whole release that what was challenging and not happened on a small scale for the last month and a half. Just an observation. So then what happens? Then he kind of shuts up for two weeks because he goes back to Wyoming and finishes these albums, Mm -hmm. which we later find out meant him redoing Redoing a very large percentage of Yay. In light of the TMZ. And creating very current, relevant thoughts Mm -hmm. in light of TMZ, which I truly believe was somewhat improvised. So there's something to be said that his comments at TMZ came off the dome from whatever unstable mindset. Er. What do you think? Mm, never mind. I don't, I don't want to say that. Okay. But, but there are ver- whole verses on Ye about the unfortunate byproduct of his actions. More so in light of his marriage. Yes, specifically in context of his marriage. Yeah. And his relations to others. Yeah. We got a bunch of screenshots on Twitter. Oh God, I forgot. See, all of this is like I. It's been screenshots of famous people trying to tell him John Legend, namely, who was on Ye. What was he on? John Legend has a whole intro. On what song? Let me look at the track list. Wait, I think you're thinking about PND's. No, John Legend is on this. Vocally. Yes. I don't know how you don't know that. An intro? Like playing piano? No, like singing. No, I would recognize John Legend. Nope. You clearly did not recognize John Legend because he is on this. I've been a John Legend fan from the get-go. There's no excuses. John Legend, the suave singer-songwriter, graces listeners with his charming goals on Ghost Town. Damn, we're going to get cut off. 
Don't listen. Listen to my voice. That was PN. That was Party Next Door. Wait. No. I know what you're talking about. This is Party Next Door. Who are you reading? John Legend has credits on... Go- this is not just he one source. He might have source. played piano, but that's not him. That's Party Next Door. Now we're fighting over We need an official... Who... I don't know who would good music could release the official track list. That is not John Legend. That is Party Next Door. Well, he's got credits on Ghost Town. That's official. I'm sure. Kanye probably remember that that video that Kanye recorded of John Legend playing his piano, playing Ordinary People in Kanye's basement. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do Kanye probably looped that or some shit. <laughs> Put that in. Now John Legend. doesn't matter. Crazy. That was such a random anyway, sound. Shout, shout out Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> the point was that... Uh, a lot of Kanye's peers were tweeting at him, and Kanye's response to that was screenshotting their messy yeah. tweets. Anyway, yes, including a J. Cole phone call. Oh, so then what happened? The album dropped. Fast forward. It's June first. We know nothing about this. We're horrified to hear it, but also excited because we're dumb. Yeah. It's June first. It happens around midnight Eastern time. It's a little earlier in Wyoming. Yeah. Stream is a bonfire. We can see a bunch of famous. We spent half the stream identifying famous people there. Mm-hmm. Kanye plays through Ye, 24 minutes or something, seven tracks. At the end, he goes run it back. They play it again. Yeah. What did we get? We got an album. Um, we got an album, baby. It. We did not get two things that I was expecting. Well, I guess I couldn't have expected those two things in the same breath. I. Number one, people were expecting, um, I guess, like a Trump soundtrack of some sorts, like a MAGA. Make America MAGA Great Again, the album. Uh, yeah. We didn't get that. We barely got, we got a Stormy Daniels reference, and <laughs> I think that might have been it, honestly, unless I'm overlooking something. Um, we also didn't get an explanation for any. Well,. Well, not depending on, on, how you not look on at June first, depending we on did. how you look at it, we didn't get an explanation. On June first, I don't think so. I think we kind of did. Which track? The part that's part where he goes. Imagine if they caught me on a bad day. Yeah. So he hinted at apologetics. It was like the worst. Like if you were in a relationship yeah. and somebody was somebody really blew it, and they're like. I'm sorry. That feels you like took offense him to saying that. like imagine like it could get worse. Exactly. You're lucky it was just that. Yeah, which, sure. But I feel like the best explanation, I don't want to call it a, an apology, was the Big Boy interview, which I don't know if people... I, I know they took chunks out of that Big Boy interview. It was like a 10-minute short thing they did backstage where he talked about um, his diagnosis for um, bipolar disorder. And then he talked about... He said, like, imagine all the people that can't afford to while out at work and then go back the next day. Which, like in reference to the TMZ thing. So he was kind of talking about his privilege as an artist and like a rich artist, like how he's able to have these breakdowns, breakthroughs, however you want to call it, and then like still like have a job and be employed. So I I, I know that it's not like a an apology. It was yeah. some sort of like a explanation. Because I, again, that's part of why I haven't watched the clip because it just felt like yep. this doesn't seem like somebody who's all the way there at the moment sure and that was like the only explanation that we got of it but by the time yay comes out we've got verses talking about the release we've got a full a fully polished body of work yeah that sort of has to be the end cap of of that 
conversation, right? Like that, that there, there's not more time for us to wait politely on. Well, maybe he'll come out. And so we were a little oh, bit yeah. caught off guard, not caught off guard, fully expecting, but we were a little bit disappointed that there wasn't something more overtly apologetic on this. But yeah. what we did get was an overarching theme of brokenness. Mm-hmm. The album art is a picture of the Wyoming mountains taken on the night of the live stream with a Facebook meme ass writing over top of it that says, I hate being bipolar. It's awesome. Or something like that. It's amazing. Or it's awesome. Like they removed the minion from it, but the, but the words <laughs> made the final cut, which is cool. Yeah. But right from the album art, you get the album is called yay. So it's his yeah. name, obviously, which is interesting. If we could have a whole conversation on that, that Kanye chose his eighth album to be a self-titled album. Um, but there's a message of mental instability and celebration of that on the JPEG before you ever hit play. Mm-hmm. And then you get seven tracks. And the theme, if you had to pick a theme strung through all of them, I would say is brokenness. Yeah, it's a self-admitted album. brokenness. And it's I, not a celebratory one. No, and Craig pointed that out. He said that he didn't think that anybody anything could be sadder than like T-Lop, which was at times very like dark. Mm-hmm. But like this managed to be like sad, but not like I don't think I don't get the impression that Kanye's sad like as a state, like an overall state. It kind of just feels like he's I don't know. And I I'm I'm trying to figure out I think the album, and I, I took down some notes for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I think the album, to me, is about brokenness, but it's about brokenness and beauty in spite of brokenness. Yeah, it felt real. Like, despite, like, you can have these, like, sad-ass, dark-ass lyrics, but it's still over these, like, hard-hitting beats. Like, even the... Um, Gorgeous samples. The hook of... Oh, God, what's it say? Yikes? Yep. She could get... Like, he's find help like like that hook is haunting but it's like over this like hard beat and even when you watch the live stream it was them like mobbing out but it's still like yep. this very like find help like this like dark messaging yep. and like even the outro of that song where he's like screaming he's like i i think mike and prince was trying to warn me like mike michael jackson and prince are dead like yep. like very dark themes but over these and i think it was like a nice balance and like a not just a nice balance but like a real balance or something relatable so let's touch quickly on the seven different tracks. It starts with I Thought About Killing You, which is a whole, it's a lot of it spoken word with a fun sample that's looped. Yeah. Um, but the, the if you boil that song down to one sentence, it's that the most beautiful thoughts are always beside the darkest. Yeah. It's that the, the beauty of life sits right there beside the ugliness. Yeah. Which is the key to unlocking the rest of this album. Yeah. In my opinion. Then you go to Yikes, which you just talked about. Uh, <laughs> very lavish beat a lot of layers a lot of bounce to it but what he's talking about isn't this turn up in the club it's this how messed up can i get kind of thing then it goes to all mine which is classic kanye very classic kanye it is disgustingly sexy yeah the beat shouldn't be played in public the instrumental to this song should have an explicit tag 
Yeah, that's like classic. Like, what the hell did he just say, Kanye? Like yes. that every because every album has that moment where it's like, what is he talking about? But he's talking about his his lust. Yeah. And his struggle with that, especially as a family man. Yeah. Then you go in appropriately. Then it transitions right to "Wouldn't Leave," which is a beautiful ode to Mrs. Kardashian West. Yeah. And that he really blew it in a variety of ways, but namely on live television on TMZ. Mm -hmm. And that despite his best efforts, basically she wouldn't, she stuck by him. Yeah. And he opens it up as a, as a paying homage to all the great women out there sticking with shitty men. Yeah. Which was cool and feministic of a adjacent recently (laughs) problematic person. Yes. Feminism, (laughs) feminism adjacent Kanye West. Uh, Then we go into no mistakes. Make no mistakes, girl. I still love you. It's Kanye. Shout out Charlie. It's, shout out Cuddy. And Charlie, yeah. It's funny because when we hear that, I hear Cuddy and you hear Charlie Wilson, and they both sing it. Yeah. But our ears are tuned to hear those two different people. Anyway, that song's gorgeous. Make no mistakes, girl. I still love you. So it's like the response, like the call and response like to wouldn't soul, leave. That's like classic soul beat, Kanye. Yes, but the ordering of this album is so intentional. Yeah. It's crazy. That's been true for all three we've gotten so far. Then it goes into Ghost Town, which is the moment. The one that we just argued about. Yes. Yeah. We argued about John Legend's involvement. But yeah. Ghost Town, we agree, is the moment here. The, the meat of the album. Yes. This is like... Ooh, never mind. Yeah, we can't do that. No, I know exactly uh, where you're going. Okay. <laughs> this, this is like big moments from other albums. Yeah, I was going to be petty. Yeah. Um, this is the moment. <laughs> See okay. the bonus pause. Yeah. Who? Uh, <laughs> Although. <laughs> clearly there's an emphasis here. It's the mm-hmm. the fulcrum, we'll yes, say, yes, yes, of yes. the album, yeah. sonically and content-wise. There's a rebirth. Well, I won't say that. I'll save that. There's yeah, a... That. Uh, oh, no, maybe I won't say that. This is called Ghost Town, and it was pulled from Kid Sea Ghosts. Yeah. Very last minute and tacked onto this album. Yeah, because there's Kid Sea Ghosts, or Ghost Town Part 2. Yes, but retrospectively, Ghost Town fits so much better on Ye, it's uncanny. <laughs> And it starts to point towards how intertwined the recording of these two different projects were. Mm-hmm. And that the tracking, which happened very last minute, ultimately landed things where they landed, and that the mixing and mastering solidified those. Yeah. But for this to have been four weeks ago, a track on Kids See Ghosts, and now it's one of the most pivotal moments of Yay, I don't know, starts to point towards the last minute coercion of all of this it's pretty impressive to me then it ends with violent crimes which is the kanye west version of what many rappers have done uh, a beautiful ballad to having daughters and how that changes you mm-hmm. it's a little heavy-handed at times it's borderline crass but it is exactly how kanye west would make a ballad to his there's daughters room for critique there's certainly room and room for improvement but there are a lot of very sweet good moments, moments. yeah and the beat is yes enchanting so that's what we got with Ye. That's the seven track breakdown. It was 24 minutes, seven What songs. was your overall consensus with this project? Or are you able to do that without? I am. I think that it took five years and three kids, but we're listening to a monument of Kanye's humanity. Mm-hmm. And I think he traded in the isolated man-made mountaintop from which he performed Jesus mm-hmm. for a bona fide block party at the bottom of the Wyoming mountains. 
Makes sense. I think he ditched the isolated godlike stance and is now celebrating his humanity at the bottom with the messy life he's built. Yeah, it's funny because we oftentimes, like you can't escape the Kanye, Jay-Z comparisons. You have Jay-Z who just released, or not just, but recently released 444, which was like the Jay-Z all grown up album. And like we talk about how Jay-Z and Kanye are two different parts points in their life, which still seems to be the case. It's a, it's a little weird. He doesn't see him, but he feels him. Um, <laughs> but, but like this feels like Kanye grown up, but like, and it feels weird to say that because Kanye is still very much like a loose cannon, but this, this feels like, like despite everything that's ha- that has happened, this feels like Kanye. And I, I don't think this is like the end. You know it's what I mean? It's not set like, up as a summation. It's yeah, set no, up he's as a gonna, very He's current... going to continue to grow, but this feels like three kid Kanye. Like, yeah. It's oh, a window shit. into the right now. Yeah, which is kind of like a a beautifully done piece. I don't think it's perfect. I think it's hard for older artists to capture that currentness. Not mm-hmm. in sound necessarily, but in this is just where I am. Like an introspective album. Yeah, but this doesn't, it's, there's no finale element yeah. here. Yeah, especially when you Anything get older. Anything Jay-Z puts out, we're all talking about, well, you'll never make a song again, thank goodness. Well, especially with rap, How's because Kanye rap so is such a... From that? Yeah, because rap is such a relatively young genre, mm-hmm. and we're still trying to figure out what happens when these artists get old. Like, everyone's going to continue to make fun of Jay-Z because he's old, old by comparison. Like, yeah. And, like, Kanye's getting up there, too. So now it's like, well, how do you pivot? And, like, this feels like the next, like... From T-Lop, which was, like, the beginning of this... This feels like the natural progression. Like this seems like the next best step. It's interesting that this feels like a follow up in in equal capacity to T Lop and Yeezus. Mm-hmm. How so? This album to me puts is is exactly one step further from the jump from Yeezus to T Lop was oh, uh, leaps and bounds. Yeah. Excluding like freestyle four. <laughs> Which feels like a Jesus cut. Well, and even just like where he was in his life, I don't was was North born when Jesus no, came out. Only one came out shortly after Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the jump in his life and everything from Jesus to T Lop era was massive. Yeah, this album, two kids. being a current glimpse, three kids now, all of that mm-hmm. makes like looking back, both of those make so much sense in relation to each other. Yeah. When they didn't before this. It's just, it's, I don't know. It's an yeah, impressive continuation to me. It didn't seem like those two albums would ever be reeled in to a discography in a linear progress way. Mm-hmm. And now they are. Yeah. Because this feels, like if you if you plotted them on a line, T-Lop feels halfway between this and Yeezus to me. Like exactly. it, you had to go through T-Lop to get to this. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, ready to move on? Yeah, two thumbs up on Ye. I very much enjoyed it. It was it was what I wanted. I've heard I've heard we've both heard mixed reviews on how people have well, perceived it. The charting disagrees. <laughs> so somebody's lying. Yeah, y'all are either listening and pretending to dislike it, or I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. I would be curious though, uh, you the listener, if you've got something that didn't stick with you well. I want to know. I want to know authentically. You know, no, never mind. I don't know. Let's, let's we're opening the discussion now. I will talk about these albums. Don't at me because I won't respond, but maybe text me. Anyway, yeah, moving on. I might not respond or text. 
Um, yeah, there's still a good chance of that. Yeah. So then a week later, we got seven days to sit on that. Yeah. And then we got Kids See Ghosts. Yeah. I think that if Yay is about brokenness mm-hmm. and beauty in spite of it, then Kids See Ghosts is the rebirth and mm-hmm. redemption found in its wake. Yeah. I would say that they... I'm glad that this finally happened after all the years. Like Kanye and Kid Cudi have been rocking, rocking for like 11, 10, 11 years at this point. I'm glad that it finally happened. They've had their disagreements, their quarrels, but they've also both had similar paths um, leading up to now with public meltdowns and disagreements and all of that. But I'm kind of glad that they have come together at this point in their lives um they're both fathers it 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 just felt good to kind of see them together and it sounded good it sounded natural yep they're both such a huge part of each other's careers yeah this is kanye's second collaborative project and it it sounded just as natural as the first one it did kanye has had a head start musically and more time to explore and shift the sound cuddy has had a head start in um mental health discussion and vulnerability in all of that. In in the subject matter they're addressing, Cuddy has been ahead for years. When Cuddy was popping off with Man on the Moon and Man on the Moon 2. Oh yeah, that music was very sad. That's why Kanye tapped him for 808's and Heartbreak. It made perfect sense for him. And 808's recording happened really alongside Man on the Moon. Yeah, 808's wouldn't have happened without Cuddy. Right, but that to say that Kanye's like um, career adjusting, like 808's is what threw a wrench in Kanye's career. Took him from increasingly popular rapper pop star to yeah. crazy artist that was Cuddy's starting point yeah so Kanye's crazy turn was Cuddy's start anyway it's all been very interesting mm-hmm. uh, I think that well we we both agree these albums should be taken together yeah and addressed together yeah it's not fair to look at one without the other and not consider both because they were always they were announced together they were released a week from each other they were clearly recorded with some overlap. Uh, I think there's that Ye has a deliberate polarization mm-hmm. that reflects some of like his recent Twitter persona and all of that. I think there's some, some of his like celebrity tendencies in general. Yeah, I think there's some very designed even on Ye in the verses and the sounds that there's a very designed. I think he's aware that some people might not receive Ye well, and that others will. Yeah. Uh, but I think that Kanye uses Cuddy's relatability, which mm-hmm. has been so effortless over Cuddy's career, and like his like his authentic spirituality, which Cuddy has always had a knack for. Yeah, uh, I think he uses those two things to like make it back to the listener here. Yeah. So while Ye might have pushed you away from him or drew you in, depending on either or, but he knows there's not necessarily a middle ground in Ye. Yeah. And on this album a lot of what Cuddy's strengths are are the relatability and spirituality and all of those yeah. things that kind of fill in the middle ground and the gaps that Kanye doesn't offer. Yeah, you solo. could tell that he definitely knew that based on how he ordered this. Like, obviously he changed a lot of yay in light of the um, TMZ. TMZ thing, but you could tell that like it wouldn't, it wouldn't have made sense for that to drop first and then for us to go. It would have almost, like No Shade, like felt like a step back 
for kids see ghosts to come back and then for us to get yay mm-hmm. it would have felt I like, totally like this feels like a balancing act and even in the grand scheme of like their separate projects like we've had plenty of kid cuddy projects that weren't great and then we had um passion pain and demon slaying last year which was decent it's just a little Blue. long-winded yep. and then we had this one so you got to see like where they are now as artists and then you got to see them together and it's like okay this is this is what we've wanted for so long it's like the whole balancing balancing act of the two which i think is yeah i see these projects as two sides of the same coin yeah i think that yay is alone and wandering through it all yeah. trying to like muck through it and and verb and talk through it yeah and i think that kids see ghosts is, is like together and like celebrating the journey yeah which, but, is, which could be the exact same journey as yay now there's just kind of beside them but the togetherness yeah. of it is like a huge theme here yeah which i think kanye obviously has a knack for like realizing who he works best with and like taking strengths because obviously like kid cuddy where he lacks in production mm-hmm. and he's never had a good full range on his yeah and knowing where to like pull back or cut on albums like kanye yep. now now kanye <laughs> exceeds in or like is very proficient in and then where kanye is like all about the the debauchery and like the vulgarity and just being like i'm gonna just say it and like cut and cuddy kind of like balances out with like a soft like reflective spiritual aspect of it i think it 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 pulls it back a lot and they kind of balance themselves out i think it it works really well with them too i think they push each other too in a lot of different ways whether some of ways they might not even realize they do no. Kanye has a really good does a really good job of sitting a mile above the instrumentals that he makes yeah. and his words can really pierce through. You can't not hear exactly what Kanye West is saying on an album. Yeah. And Cuddy does a really good job of becoming another texture in the sound. Yeah. Even just his humming. Exactly. It's but part of the when production. the two of them work together, yeah. Kanye because Kanye knows how to use someone as an he, instrument. And yes. And he always at has. that for years. It's Maybe his greatest strength. It absolutely is. Um, and Cuddy needs that pull to be yeah. used properly. And Kanye needs people like Cuddy. It, the whole thing is very organic. Yeah. And I will say, or we just talked about this really about an hour ago. This is, we've had a few different collaborative, collaborative albums have been kind of a trend in hip hop lately. Two people mm. hop on one. We won't get into the list. We, we don't even say them. But this is the first collaborative rap album, album by rappers, if you want to call it, <laughs> since Watch the Throne that seems like a legitimate yeah. piece of both artists' discography. This is something that works in Cuddy's lineup and in Kanye's in the same capacity, which is really cool. That's fair, because even, I guess, the next best option when you think of collaborative albums is um, shoot, what, Drake and Future. What's that thing called? What a time! What to a be time alive. to be alive! And even that, like, I can't distinctly place that in either. There, no, nope. it, it felt DS2 more like Lucy's. With yeah, Drake like it versus. felt more like Future. Like, yeah. I, I, like I can't place that in Drake. The production was Future. Yeah, unapologetically, so like, these weren't Cuddy beats that Kanye put a verse on, and they weren't Kanye yeah. songs that Cuddy put a verse on. This was built together. Yeah, which is good because I think a lot of artists now, and like a lot of, I know a lot of stands, like, oh so-and-so should work together it's like well why and then like you do that and then we end up with the freaking glacier boys who's that gucci Mane and (laughs) yachty Yachty and and amigos like it's like it it seems like everyone wants to get in the studio together and give us projects that we don't want but this felt like 
a it's a long time coming it's years and um, a decade in the making and it makes sense but this was the perfect time we have to talk about the idea they've been brothers since 2008 when 808s happened yeah they've been brothers since 2007 or whatever cuddy got discovered by yay at the babe store blah 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 um they both experienced a tremendous level of breakdown two years ago mm-hmm. at the same time. at some point in 2016 or they 17 they were crying on stage at the not Jesus, a pablo show yeah they, they were it. shouting at each other and crying on stage but they were also both in the hospital for a series yeah. of months simultaneously yeah which is when passion pain and demon slaying released oh yeah cuddy was in the hospital in that release yes he was not even out for that release and then yeah. kanye obviously disappeared during the second leg of the T-Lop tour. Yeah. Um, but now for them to have both come out and been reborn, a theme of this element, of this album, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's perfect timing. So we got both. Let's talk about the album. It was good. Seven tracks, again. Seven. Uh, hang on, I'm looking at the track list. <laughs> the correct track list. The correct, yeah, Michael. released with the wrong... Yeah. I wonder why. Hmm. 24 minutes, seven songs. Starts with Feel the Love. I don't know if people like when we do these track-by-track breakdowns, but I sure do, so we're going to do it anyway. Starts with Feel the Love. A lot of Kanye ad-libs. A lot of fun. Really kind of jars you. Oh, we should talk about the art. Yeah. We talked about Ye's album art before we got into it. This album art is done by Hiro Murakami. That sounds right. I don't want to get it mixed up with Hiro Murai. (laughs) Director guy in Atlanta. I think it's Hiro Murakami. I think I nailed it. Yep. No. Haruki Murakami. I'm getting it mixed up with Hiro Murai. Yeah, when I looked up here on Instagram, it took took me there. Yeah. Haruki Murakami, Mm -hmm. who's a Japanese writer and artist who did the album art famously for Kanye's graduation in 2007. Purple album art, graduation bear flying into space. Mm-hmm. A lot of psychedelic elements. This album is. Look at the album art. Don't listen to me describe it. Japanese watercolor looking ghosts, ghouls. Really gorgeous. So these two were in Tokyo for a time at the end of last year when we knew this album was coming. Hanging out with Hero. Yeah. Starts to feel the love. Some crazy Kanye ad libs. Good stuff. Then it goes into Fire, which Drake has writing credits on, interestingly. But Oh, he has writing credits on Fire, too? I think Fire's the only one. I thought it was Yikes. Oh. Yeah, I'm just getting my second tracks mixed up. Yeah. He Excuse have, me. I don't yeah, think he has nope, any involvement nope, nope, nope. in I'm on the wrong album. I'm just looking at song numbers. No, you're good. Yeah, Drake does not, is not involved with this project. Thank, thank God. God. Uh, so, <laughs> Fire's great. A lot of cutty yeah. humming. Uh, some good bars from both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Fourth Dimension is extremely classic. Uh, production from Ye. It's a cut reminiscent of... I'm just going to take that line straight up. It, it it feels more like Jesus Walks than a lot of other beats. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Play Fourth Dimension at full volume and, and come back to me. And then Cuddy actually spits like he has not... Cuddy has not rapped like this since Man on the Moon 2. Yeah. So I don't know who, who dusted off old Scott... But he's here, and he's upset. Yeah, it sounded good. Um, then we go into Free, parentheses, Ghost Town Part 2, which has really warmed up on me. You liked it from the get-go. Yeah, because it sounded like an N.E.R.D. song. I'm an N.E.R.D. fan. That's the first thing I heard 
when they went into the I feel free. It just sounded I could hear for I could hear Pharrell saying. I'm so glad Pharrell wasn't involved with this project. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> this is not all respect to for all respect to Pharrell. No, Pharrell needs a breather. Yeah, all respect make some to bad Pharrell. shoes for Yeah, Pharrell. keep making those shoes. He and he's still making them. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they well, don't seeing, sell those shoes in four packs like honestly, his little Seeing sounds just turned 10 the other day and that album changed my life. So, shout out Pharrell and NERD Chad Hugo. Shout out Pharrell, I'm glad you went on this project. Yeah. So, free happened. Anyway. That's fun. Uh then, then we get Reborn, track shout 5. Shout out to Ty Dolla Sign too while we're at it. Absolutely. Who's just saving Ty Dolla Sign is Kanye's oddest secret weapon. Yep. Because he's been around since... People forget. T-Lop. Ty Dolla Sign carried a massive part of, of T-Lop. T-Lop and Ye and Kid C Ghost. Yeah. Why he's still signed to Wiz Khalifa, I do not know. Ty Dolla Sign is your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Yeah, it's 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 getting ridiculous at this point. Yep. We deserve we deserve a rock album, Ty Dolla Sign. Mm. Like Kanye and Mike produce it. So then we get Reborn, track five, which is the magnum opus of this album. What's it, what's, what did you say again? I think Reborn is the magnum opus here. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You're I right. think it. I think production wise, we'll give it to Fourth Dimension, but I think content wise and album wise, it's Reborn. Reborn is the only song well above three minutes. It's pushing five and a half, which is long for these albums. Yeah, it's a huge moment. It's a top five Cuddy track. You heard it here first. It felt like classic Cuddy. Extremely hook. classic Cuddy and one of the best Kanye verses in years. Yeah. That yeah. honestly might be an understatement. And some of the best part of the bars Kanye are spitting are the bars we didn't get on Ye. Yeah. I don't know how much I'm willing to say there, but it's it's as close to the apology we're never gonna get as it ever will be. Yeah, that's about it. Y'all can take that. That's all we're getting. I'm not even going to read the lines. Go read no. them on yeah, Genius. If you haven't, yeah, if you're, yeah, read this on Genius. If you think, man, Kanye's still a problematic bitch and he didn't give me anything, please go read the verse on Reborn and then text me and I'll still ignore you. Uh, then we go into Kids See Ghosts at 6, which has... Uh, Yasin. Yep. Do a big portion. Formerly known as Most Def. That song's crazy. Yeah. It's good, but it's, it sounds like the future. Yeah, it took me a minute to realize that that was even him singing the hook. I was like, who is that? I was like, it's neither of them. Oh, I just realized Cuddy has a song called Ghosts. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It was like a deluxe track on Man on the Moon 2. Mm. And it was wild. There was a big backwards portion. Sorry, that's a really random memory for me. No, you're fine. Then we end with Cuddy Montage on track 7, which has this crazy Kurt Cobain guitar sample, mm-hmm. which... I said it before we recorded. I think sounds like a little peep track, which, which is, is heavy praise for me. Which is grimly fitting. Grimly fitting and rem- a comparison and remarkably current. Yeah. That two old ass rappers can create something that sounds so future minded and current, and not stuck in their sounds, mm-hmm. is remarkable to me. Cutting montages is, is can hang with the best of them. 24 minute runtime feels longer than it is every single track hits Mm -hmm. so then i guess what (laughs) what then do we do about kanye now yeah in light of the albums looking forward 
I, I don't know what he's tweeted recently. I, I haven't looked in weeks. Again, I, I know when he's tweeted some dumb shit because people will text me about it, and I haven't gotten texts. So Musically, both of these albums are exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Do you think things will be the same? For who? Kanye. I, Cuddy has nothing to lose from this. Kanye-wise. Do you think his career will remain intact is that what you I have mean no doubt about it, but like publicly like because a lot of like even like celebrities like yes have chosen like not to yes i think things will remain the same i think he'll make it out of this in the same way he ever has i don't know that that's right i don't think i i, I think that like i think that he might have i don't think he's never gonna like lose his career because he's Kanye West and he's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, whether they want to admit it or not. I think that he might have, as far as like industry relations. I think he distanced himself. I feel like he might have like flown a little close to the sun. With I agree. This one. Like, I feel like he might have like really, like, he's always, Kanye's always been the type to test it and to test Let it. Let us not forget and to test it. Though. But I, th- no, I think that this might. I have never, I have like, like I've seen some stuff with Kanye, but I have never. Him pissing off Taylor Swift is totally different than this. Like even One, Obama calling him a jackass was like it. it yeah, but I got to point out something though. The the newness of this controversy is which side is offended. This man put out an album called Jesus in 2013. Sure. And every Christian household in the country yeah. was ready to burn burn him at the stake. This man came after George Bush in 2005. Everybody that's been pissed off at Kanye in the last 15 years has been right-leaning. Not everybody, but the vast majority. So now he's just pissing off long-term fans. Long-term fans and the and the other side that has yet to be offended on a personal level by something that he did. It's a it's a pretty separate thought, but I'm saying the reason this conversation feels different than the controversy we've heard before. Because he's offending a different listener, a different base. Yeah, they're they're people that haven't been a part of it necessarily. I haven't been burdened by being offended by him naming an album Jesus necessarily. Yeah. Or by George Bush hates black people, etc. Now he's dusting off a MAGA hat and saying things that uh, that are just extremely detrimental to entire people groups. Mm-hmm. And I've got to deal with that in the same way that other people have taken offense to things in the past. But it doesn't feel doesn't feel right to say that this won't come continue on. He, I, he made I, it. He made it past the other things. I think. But my point is that he was pissing off people who weren't fans before. But like Kanye's, I don't know, like though. every no. one of those, every one of those white women that are upset with the Taylor Swift thing still go up for strong. Yeah, but Kanye like managed to piss off like the black fans that he's had from that's true the back days like right, from right. like people yeah, who, but like, old heads are on their Kanye. way out anyway. I, I it's not all old heads though. It's people who are close to our age. Like yeah. Kanye, that's he's not that old. Like he's not that. I mean, he's a vet in the game, but it's not that 41, long. right? As of last week? Yeah, but like when he started popping in like, what, 03, 04, 05, one of those years. But 04 like is when college dropout came. Yeah, like he's pissing off people and like 
I, I, I don't know. I think that publicly a lot of things have changed with like what people are willing to accept. Um, especially since like uh, the whole George Bush thing. Like I, I think the whole public climate yep. is different. Oh, absolutely. And when you piss off people who have been fans for 15 plus years, like it's, I, I don't think that he'll ever have like a, a moment where it's like Kanye can't sell out an arena. He's always gonna be able to sell out arenas. Right. But I think that he might've, he might've bitten off a little bit more than he could chew with this one. This is like the only time where I've been like legitimately, even before this album came out, I was like, how is this gonna? Yeah. Like, so then what happens? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I have a hard time with where where cancellation culture mm. meets something like an album that is verbalizing brokenness. <clears throat> that intersection to me has been challenging for the last couple weeks. For the last month, but I didn't have the album yet. For the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. That yay is a yay is a ode to brokenness and humanness mm-hmm. and admitted error. Maybe not apologized for error, but admitted error. Mm-hmm. So where is where does that fall? I don't put too much weight on canceled culture. I think the thing that really like shone light on how like bullshit that was was and this is like the example that still shines in my head was the whole i guess amigos has been again we've we talked about this before we got on here amigos have been collectively separately canceled like six times over in the last like year and a half two years mm-hmm. and that keeps happening offset keeps calling people queers and it says that he didn't know what it meant and like they they say things about mcconan and like all this stuff happens and then they drop an album and everyone is bad and bougie and you know, twerking on the ceiling. Right. And like I like I like that was kind of where I was like, well, a lot of this seems to be like performative with like and a lot of that is tied into social media and a step beyond that like outrage culture, which just doesn't seem to be very productive a lot of times. It just seems to be like a I don't know. Like it I'm still working through a lot of that and like my feelings about all of that. I do feel like cancellation culture is very disingenuous because it feels like you guys are, ooh, it feels like people are more willing to accept things from people that they like and then like pull back on thing people that, when it comes to people they don't like. And I'm guilty of it too. I can't. We're doing it right now. Yeah, I can't exclude myself. This is why I have, we haven't talked about Kanye because we're we're Kanye fans. So we're willing to let a lot more go. If this was sometimes wrongly so. Yeah, if this was Omarion, I would be like, "Whoa, well, <laughs> yeah, why am I playing yeah, this? Your icebox or wherever that like go on somewhere. Like, like obviously we we all have biases. I just wish people would be more transparent with that. And like it, I don't know. It just seems like exhausting that we have to like go through this whole thing like time and time again. And especially now with the last four or five weeks where Kanye's in the news, whether he's releasing a project or not, and it's well. I'm not listening to this because Kanye is tied to it. I'm not going to call you any money. And it's like, do we have to do this every single week? You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. I, I think that whole cancel culture is very exhausting. I said I wasn't going to read it, but I'm absolutely going to read it. This is Kanye's verse 
on Reborn, on Kids He Ghost. Track five. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole verse, but he starts, the, the crazy part starts with, I was off the chain, I was often drained, I was off the meds, I was called insane. What an awesome thing engulfed in shame. I want all the rain, I want all the pain, I want all the smoke, I want all the blame. I mean, that's like six lines of, of uh, I blew it. Mm-hmm. Which he alluded to in the Charlemagne interview where he yes. talked about, because I think Charlemagne was trying to give him an out on like why you why he went to Trump Tower and like I think Charlemagne was trying to like fish like well you weren't well or whatever right. and Kanye was like no I don't like I don't like let me get my karma for that or whatever and in the worst way possible <laughs> well in the in the least careful way possible his entire justification for dusting off the MAGA hat and putting it on and the whole we got love campaign the entire concept was that was that nothing's so far beyond repair the love can't fix it type thing mm-hmm. even this presidency which was which was a which was a brutal thing to bring into the conversation yeah, Kanye's clearly a better christian than i am but that was the point <laughs> I... that was the point he was making in the most kanye west way ever no 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 i get it and that's some of what's reflected in this music i just don't think that's a conversation that would do well on the internet yeah i mean i hate that the conversations are related at all yeah because they are it it, it's a it's a slippery slope like once you start yeah and the counter argument is that the things he said are hugely detrimental and his platform is too big to be taking risks like that and all of that is yes it's just a slippery slope with that like where he's going and i I guess the thing I wish, though, or the thing that would help this conversation universally, and we're too far gone. Kanye is too big of a pop star and a, and a household name and a celebrity yeah. that anything he says is going to create 10,000 opinions, 10 million opinions. Yeah. Um, but if everyone would would take this in on with a slightly more artistic lens, I think we would all be a little bit better for it. And I don't think that's just me talking out of my ass, but I, I we have to give artists the opportunity to create conversation if they'd like to, which has been a huge part of art forever, and to pull strings and, and shake things I up. I think that's easier for us to say. Yeah, that's the fan in me justifying. Fan also from a creative standpoint, but it also... But why can't that be true? Why does a why does a painter in 1920 get to paint some boobs? I know, but I don't think I don't think most people think about the average consumer doesn't think about it. That That's way. what I'm saying, though. But why are we stripping Kanye of the opportunity to? You're not, but you're also holding. Expression? I also think he needs to be held accountable. And it's like, well, you were off Twitter for a long time, and then you strategically came back. Like I like I see both sides, and I cannot. Yeah, blame people for being like I don't mess with Kanye anymore. That's the tough part is I don't blame because anybody for that reaction. Because it seems like, well, are you? Because like some could argue that Kanye is doing the same thing that a lot of these news broadcasters do, where they're like capitalizing on like outrage, specifically right. like black outrage. And it's like, well, 
Like, are you just saying this to like get people like you're just throwing gas on all these fires right now because yeah. you have an album coming out and like, and let's not act like we haven't seen Kanye do this before with Pablo because he was fighting with Amber Rose and her children before, you know, during yeah. that whole cycle. So it's like, well, I understand the whole thing of like starting a conversation and like opening the floor, but it's like how you do it. Yeah, and I, I don't that. think that Kanye, even as an artist, I don't think that Kanye is like exempt from that. But that's like everything, right? Like, like Christianity as a whole is like re- redemption in light of mess up. Yeah. No, I've said that Kanye's a better Christian than I am. Yeah. Because I'm not there. But if, but, it, but ugh, what a tough conversation. I just think. This is, Mm-hmm. there's something to be gained i i think any if anybody is so off of it that what he said blah 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 anything he did i'm done with that he's a no for me now i think that's a perfectly fair response i just want it to also be fair that maybe all the things have been considered and some of it i dramatically don't agree with but I think there's something to be gained by enjoying specifically the beauty in some of this in spite of the ugliness. It is, and I understand that. If any and level I'm of ugliness removes the beauty put right beside it, you're going to miss out on a whole lot of really I'm beautiful things. I'm obviously there, but it also, like, that that argument, too, is like a slippery slope. Which I is know, why that's I think, why I was like, even afraid could, to say it. Because people could pull anyone else, yes. any other and I don't R. Want to Kelly, hear that list. or like, yep. yeah, and yep. like, it gets it gets real murky. I like House of Cards, too, R.I.P. Yeah, and like, I get that, like, everyone has to make their own, like, moral choices at yeah, the so end why of the do day. I jump through and I don't for believe West that and not for I, like a, I don't, like, make a make a case for why i consume certain art and i don't think that other people should that's between you and whoever you think is keeping you alive at night i'm afraid that's what this podcast is is making a case for why you consume certain art sure but i don't think that people should have to like offer up like i don't like i get on here talk about kanye but i don't i don't owe anyone an explanation for what like i pay my 9.99 for for apple music let's talk about that i can listen to whoever i want to listen to i don't listen to r kelly or whoever and now if you know like it it gets real like it you does. know understand what i'm saying it gets no, real I murky do. i think though there's something we also what hmm, we don't have to have opinion you everyone has opinions my public statement my whatever Whoa. means nothing that's why my I, personal stance on this or that i get it wrong we both get it wrong consistently well, that's a huge all part the time. why we both didn't say anything for a while. That's long why time. I've been off Twitter for four months. I'm tired of having yeah. to have the right opinion. Well, that was it. And also, not even just the right opinion. It was just an opinion in the moment. On everything. Because I think a lot of a in lot current. of it is like reactionary. Um, yes. Which doesn't, which is rarely ever conducive to helpful thoughts. I guess I'm just trying to be a little more considered in every element possible. Yeah. And I don't, I, I still have work to do on this. Yeah. But damn if I don't love the music and the themes and the overarching messages here. That's fair. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's one of my biggest critiques of social Aren't we media, netting positive here is... though? Shouldn't we be very careful about what we do and don't condone or spread? But shouldn't we also celebrate 
when someone got it wrong and said they got it wrong and cry out for help from the Lord in the but last track of the damn album. It? But did he say he got? Does Kanye know that he got it wrong? That's, did you read the Cuddy montage? Course? I did, but like that, like that's like I I get it, but like. Does Kanye really Lord know shine he your light on me, save me, please, is the entire outro of the Cuddy montage. That is Kid Cuddy singing that. Kanye West sings it. You said you didn't recognize it was Kanye oh, that at first. Part. Okay. But like does I'm like I get like I don't I don't know. I don't know. I I I really have a hard time believing that Kanye looks back on like some of the things that he said recently. I don't because think he I has do. a full understanding of the damage he did. No, because I think that Kanye does a lot of this for publicity. There's like, there's no way that you can separate the, his timing and when he chooses to say certain things, and like, but that's a part the of... magical part that like it also links up with an album prom- rollout. Like, okay, it... but let's take Kanye out for a second. Let's talk about someone like Kid Cudi, who famously has brought a million people out of out of depression and slumps and lonely despair. Sure. Kid Cudi has fathered a ton of lonely art kids that felt dejected, and he made music that was literally the soundtrack to their life okay. and filled in a portion of that culture that didn't previously exist. Kid Cudi has also made drinking, get-fucked-up anthems. Mr. Rager. Kid Cudi has exploited his own battle with drugs That's... and addiction. But we are able to pull the positive from Cuddy's discography. I get that there, I get that we're talking positive and negative. Yeah, but I don't think that we can compare those two, because Kid Cudi on one hand is saying, "Hey, I've done this, so and so," but Kanye is like throwing his full weight and celebrity, which yeah. is uh, his clout behind somebody who's right. I just I guess clearly I would... a horrible, and I, I'm I'm not sitting here to. Like, give some ultimate judgment on Kanye because that's clearly not what I'm here for. I'm just saying, I don't... I do not fault anyone for... for for saying that they don't mess with Kanye more. What I do say is keep that same energy for the rest of for the rest of the rappers. Like, and that's the, the issue that I have with social media and that whole cancellation on this person this person is canceled this person's canceled well it's like well what about this and how come this person gets a this person gets a pass and again like once you start like like standing on either side of the argument like you have you people are going to remember that and you have to keep that same energy when your fave falls out of line sure and that's why I think it's like a slippery slope. And like, if if you're just here for the music, then say you're here for the music. Like, you don't have to you don't have to sit here and offer a a thesis on why you like this music. Just listen to it. You pay your nine 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 like the rest of us. Listen to it, but don't get up here and like perform wokeness for the rest of us mm-hmm. just so that you can get retweets. Like that this shit's whack. Like just listen to what you want to listen to, or don't listen to what you want to listen to. But why we're doing this like roundabout thing? It doesn't make sense to me because. The Migos are going to drop a new album, and you're going to turn up to it, and I too am going to turn up to it. But the difference is that I'm not up here writing sixty piece threads on why we need to cancel Offset. Yeah. Am I wrong for it? Maybe. We're all wrong for overlooking things, but I like I like just either be with it or don't be with it. I think that's a good. I think that's a good place to 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 wrap it. Yeah. I think. Be about it or don't be about it. Just don't be in the middle and be like shysty and, and weird and shifty. But life's messy. 
It is, but there don't. But but th- if that, but then realize that and be like, you know what? I don't need to make. That's where I am. I don't need to. That be, is exactly where I, I am. I don't need right to now. make declarations about this is wrong, this is wrong, or I don't need to have an opinion. Yep. I'm gonna sit back and think about it. Then just shut shut the hell up and yep. think, like shut the hell up and think about it, or you end up looking stupid because you got up here writing a seventy thread post and then your fave comes out wearing blackface a week later <laughs> and that's not even a reference to nope no nope. it's not i'm saying then these these celebrities will have you looking stupid if you if you end up doing this but hmm. but yeah i think there's a lot of gray and navigating that gray is, is is what is an obligation but i think doing it well the internet's not a great place for it exactly that was my next statement do it in private do it in real dialogue and conversation and be open to it but it doesn't you don't have to have the answer don't just be less reactionary and more considered that's really what i'm going for i don't know we might have got it all wrong maybe and i'm willing to and i don't i don't care Hmm. same that's season two, I guess. Yeah. What a ride. The only person canceled is Donald Trump, so I'm, I'll go on record as saying that. First things first. The only, <laughs> the only person canceled is Donald Trump. Mm. That's that's and Satan. They might be the same person, but <laughs> those are the only person, the only people canceled. Yeah, if y'all are still with it, just go ahead and sign this off. Yeah. Um. Thank you guys, honestly, for everything. Um. Season two's been kind of lit. We were having a little a little joke uh, before we recorded. <laughs> about this season um and how we started and ended which is still off record for the most part but um no we've <laughs> had great, we've had a great time we've interviewed people we interviewed a director, director of a major motion picture a couple internet heroes of internet ours people and friends some really inspiring creators yeah some good energy yeah and Shout think, out Jeff and the bonus pods. Yeah, Jeff is running the record for being on the show the most. Um, Jeff also was heavily on the uh, really want to know what we have to think about this stuff. So Here you go, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff this episode is for you. Please. Um, <laughs> I'm going to send you the link personally. Hit up the group text. But um, <laughs> yeah, thank you guys. <sighs> We're going to take the, Thanks for everything. the summer off. And we've said it a million times, but we, we would love to hear what you want this to be or where you see this going or just be a part of the conversation help us figure this out yeah we're gonna take the summer off between seasons summer maybe come back late summer early fall who's to say just trying to keep that same energy baby yeah no we're not keeping the same energy we're keeping more energy um do not keep that same energy (laughs) do not keep that same energy for season Uh, three uh, we are not bringing the same energy into season three let me say that now it is june 14th if you think i'm bringing season two energy to season three Mm. that you thought yeah y'all haven't seen our y'all haven't seen our graduation yet yeah so we have we have we have things we want to work on um but yeah let us know I love you, bitch. Never gonna stop loving you, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> All right. Okay, cut it. Thank you, guys.